Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, host and executive producer here in the CEP studios in downtown Ocala in the horse capital of the world. With me, friend and co-host Jody Everton from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program. That's right. She's been teaching lessons today. I have. It's been a busy day, busy day at the farm. We're Lots actually we're, we're going to share a segment with you next week on that too. Yeah. We're going to share some of those riding lessons with you mm-hmm. and some videos of the kids and uh, you're really going to enjoy it. Starting off with a bit of news, um, don't forget that the Horse Farms Forever, see if I can do it, yep. conversations about conservation. Nailed Did it. I do it? I nailed, nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, the summit, November 23rd, that's going to be at Ocala Breeder Sales. And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for us to see what Horse Farms Forever does, what they're all about, and how they're trying to preserve the culture of Marion County and the farmland here. We're going to have a speaker, Mr. Malone, who is the uh, largest privately owned uh, horse farm owner in the United States of America and also owns Bridalwood Farm. And Kevin Sheely, the CEO here at the CEP, is going to be speaking about balancing both industry and the horse farms and keeping those things both moving forward successfully uh, without encroaching on one another and, of course, always preserving the culture that we so enjoy here in the horse capital. It's so important. Uh, A quick mention for this event... Uh, Stirrups and Strides, wonderful therapeutic riding center uh, here in um, in the Ocala area. Oh, absolutely wonderful program uh, that, that helps disabled adults and children and veterans um, to do therapeutic riding with horses. We absolutely love this program. Betty Gray and her daughter, absolutely phenomenal people. And this is going to be a lot of fun. I am really looking forward to it. We're going to be gonna there. Yep. Um, they um, says here they're going to hang the banker. Yes. I think they should hang the car salesman. Well, that's no, but story. not. Yes. No, no, no. So it's costume themed, so dress <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, dress up. Uh, it's December 4th from 5 to 9 p.m. at Stirps and Strides Covered Arena. Um, put on your super sleuth cowboy hats and mosey. Can English people say mosey? Sure. Mosey on over to Stirps and Strides for a fun and wacky Wild West murdery, Mr mystery dinner event. I think this is a very clever way to raise money for a great I think it's fantastic. What fun. I mean, it sounds like a lot of fun. Silent auction, beer yeah. and wine cash bar, theme baskets, prizes for authentic Wild West 1890s best get-up. And you know me, I like a costume. 
So we will be dressed and ready to go. We shall. The Allied Trade Show is tomorrow at the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. And uh, we'll be there. The CEP is going to have a uh, booth there set up to talk about and share with the general public the Equine Innovators Program. So we're very excited about that. We hope you'll come by and visit. I see Seminole Feed was right across from us and showcase properties of Central Florida just down from us. So it's like I know people good people come on by and see us uh, i think it should be a, a great event they have that annually that's held by uf there and uh, usually lots of horse people come through and even non-horse people trying to learn about the industry so um, should be a great event going to start off with a bit of horse news before we get to the show and that is mars equestrian um is actually becoming the presenting partner of the badminton horse trials rather exciting. Badminton lost its title sponsor of 28 years, Mitsubishi Motors, after the 2019 horse trials. And of course, then we hit 2020 and what a big mess that was. So the Mars Equestrian uh, sponsorship's great, a great partnership for this. And of course, Miss Jacqueline Mars is a huge supporter of eventing mm-hmm. and um, shows up supporting a lot of these events. And, and we are so grateful that she does that. So that's very exciting. And that will be May 4th to the 8th at the Duke of Beaufort's Badminton Estate in Gloucestershire, England. Fabulous. The next county from the one I'm from, Warwickshire. And Gloucestershire's beautiful, by the way. I might like to be there, but I'll be at the Kentucky Derby because it's the first weekend in May. So We've got priorities. We'll be missing the badminton. Uh, we will. But actually, that does trials. sound lovely. It does. Ooh. A clone of top show jumping stallion Arco III, who died earlier this year, has been born in Britain. We really got in Britain tonight in the news, uh, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on. I have so many questions about this. I know. I know we don't have time for it. We'll have to come back, circle back. Well, uh, you know... It, it, we, We've got a topic for this week for Dr. Chaos, but Maybe perhaps another. we should give him a heads up that next Tuesday we'd like him to look into this cloning thing and tell us more. Apparently they made this horse from a small skin sample genetically preserved by Gemini Genetics. I thought it was quite interesting. Arco actually died at the age of 27 this January, but he was ridden by Nick Skelton, who's actually a friend of my parents. Okay. And he's a Brit. And at, when he won the gold in the Olympics, they painted all the post boxes gold in so his cool. village. So cool. Which was really neat. So anyway, there's a little bit of British news for you. There you go. And then we're staying in Britain. More than 500 horses will take to the grounds of Windsor Castle for the celebration of Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee in 2022. And we were just thinking perhaps we should leave the Kentucky Derby and pop over for it. I think we would like that. A 90-minute spell-binding arena theater with more than 5,000 involved there four nights from May 12th to the 15th. A thousand performers. It will also be broadcast on the telly. (laughs) Good to know. On ITV. (laughs) Good to know. It'll be at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. Uh, And I think it'll be an absolutely amazing Golden Jubilee um, pageant. Uh, Actually, the events that have been there, Golden Jubilee, Diamond Jubilee, and the Queen's 90th birthday was there also. Um, and of and course, pageantry, it says. pomp and pageantry. You I can't think go wrong. Be there. I know. I think it's. Do they wear the fascinators for this kind of event? Oh, I'm sure. All right. I don't hats, definitely. Probably oh, hats. It's a hat. 
It might even be a hat thing. If someone knows, please let us know. Comment below. You know the queen. She always wears hats. She likes her hats. And if anyone would like to send us over a maybe travel sponsor, do we do that? Yes. We we wouldn't mind one. We're looking for travel sponsors. We're looking for a travel sponsor. (laughs) Won't be much. (laughs) No, just a couple tickets. Not at all. A little hotel stay. A people. Yeah. Three. Three. Uh, Bringing it back here to the horse capital of the world, Ocala Breeder Sales has their yearling sale coming up. October 12th will be the select and uh, October 13th will be the open yearlings. So uh, make sure you go down and check it out. You know, it's open to the public. It's kind of fun to watch these little yearlings go through. They're really incredible. And they do have a tiki bar, by the way. I've not been to the yearling sale. I went to the one in the spring. Oh, we should go. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It's so fun to watch. Um, Oh, and a piranha flyers up. There you go. Favorite time to ride. What is your favorite time to ride? You can comment below or message us and let us know. Uh, probably until just about a week or so ago, it was the morning. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so warm. But mm-hmm. thank you very much, Florida. Ah, we have our fall weather perfect. coming and we love it. Yeah, it's perfect. Coming back, we have Dr. Chaos, sleep deprivation. Then we're going to have Caroline Best. And we're going to have her on for a couple of segments. Then we're going to share some epic cold water spa with you and close it out uh, with some more fun with Jody and I. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Jockey Mike Smith, 
for listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my co-host Jody Everton from Chestnut Hill Arabians in the Ocala Stirrups Program. And joining us by phone, we have Dr. Adam Kayot from Peterson and Smith. Dr. Kayot, welcome back to the show. Pleasure. How are you liking these mornings now? Oh, man, oh, finally. I know. Thank goodness. Thank I goodness know. they it, are... Light jacket weather. Lovely. lovely. Yes, it is indeed. We're going to talk about um, a topic that I don't think we've ever discussed on this show before, but it's popped up on social media several times lately. And um, maybe it's because, it, you know, social media is making like a, what is that, a view? You know, a, a, a meme. is it a meme they're making of you? Of me? No, not yet. Uh. Maybe one day. Um, but you know how they, they, they know what all your problems are. Well, you know, sleep deprivation what? is mine. So I think now it's like, okay, she's into horses and she's oh, yeah. deprivation. Oh, yeah. So, you know, let's, yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't really, I mean, I guess it, I, I knew it was possible, but I've never really studied sleep deprivation in horses. Mm -hmm. And um, having a chance to kind of study it in the last day or so, I thought it was rather an interesting topic. And, and so I wanted to ask you a little bit about it. Um, yeah. And how much have you come across it with horses and kind of how do you tell that's what it is? Uh, so maybe take it from there. Well, I would say that... <clears throat> I would say it's not very common in my practice. I don't know that I've actually ever technically come across it. Um, so I can't say that it's uh, um, that prevalent. Uh, certainly not in mine unless I'm just ignorant to it or whatever, uh, you know, which is a possibility. Absolutely. Could be a possibility. But, I mean, it, it, I, I suppose it can happen. Um, you know, I guess sleep deprivation. Horses typically will sleep uh, around three and a half hours in a 24-hour period. Mm. With 15, 15 of that, 15 of that being REM sleep. You know, your deep 15 minutes of that being REM sleep is what they need. And and um, um, so How that's not a lot. If I was a horse. If I only need three and a half hours total and only yeah. 15 in deep yeah. sleep, I'm good. Well, I'm the, alternative is, the alternative is is you you get eaten by a lion if you sleep too long. So, it's got it. you know, sense. Yes. you might, you know, you don't want to be hanging around one spot too much when you're a prey animal. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good point. Perhaps I think so, I'm one. Is that the problem? <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, so, so that's kind of interesting. Now, now, so what? What they can, what what horses can do is they basically, basically, it takes two weeks of sleep deprivation in a horse for them to show signs, and they can show signs. Um, it can be rather dramatic. Like they, they can just fall asleep standing there and fall over because that's the REM sleep. That's where they they are totally relaxed and their muscle tone goes and 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 so then you have like if you were in REM sleep and you were, you know, dozing off, you collapse to the floor or whatever, same thing can happen. It takes about two weeks for that to happen. Like I just 
there, there just can't be that many scenarios in horse, even if the horse is at a horse show or whatever, where they can't have an amount of time that they are unable to get that in, you know, get those 15 minutes in, in, in somewhere in that time frame. you know what I'm trying to say? Right. So, um, right. that's probably why we don't see it, but it, but it, but it can it can show itself as as that, and then it can show itself in a myriad of behavioral things. They can be more more aggressive. They can you know more grumpy. <laughs> more grumpy, yeah, just like people <laughs> who grumpy. don't get enough just sleep. Just like people who don't get enough sleep, yeah, you know, more argumentative. They can certainly have sleep deprivation from from pain, pain uh, right. you know, problems. Uh, from from other other diseases, Lyme disease can be is one of those that's associated with it. Um, certainly, uh, 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 being in an environment that they aren't um, comfortable with or that's unfamiliar to them that you know makes them particularly nervous, all those things can lead to quote unquote sleep deprivation. Right. So that um, makes sense, right? And I would think it would be more of a problem with the horse that's predisposed to being a bit more nervous as well than, than you know, maybe an older, more relaxed horse that's, sure. you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and certainly absolutely. show horses because they travel to a number of different places mm -hmm. and have to sleep in a different environment yeah. and, and that kind of thing, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. and, and maybe yeah. even younger horses as well that aren't familiar as much with traveling. So. Right, right. And I, and I always think about, you know, I think about these horses that are, are you going to a horse show or whatever and the and the stalls at the horse show are like, you know, five by five and the horse <laughs> the horse actually needs to be able to lay down. At right. some point, you know, they do need to be able to lay down and some of these guys are really big and the stalls they go to are a certain size, you know, for the horse show or whatever and, and that can make it really difficult for them to do that. So that'd be something to, to be aware of yes. and uh, certainly Certainly, if, if you have a really big guy and you have, you know, some portable stall at some horse show or something that's not particularly yeah. the right size for your for your for your friend, then, you know, you might need to yes. might need to find a hotel for it. That's <laughs> right. That's where that jumps to mind. A, a great friend of mine who actually lives here in the horse capital, and that's good old Clayton Fredericks. He has a FEI Fredericks Equestrian International and his stalls. Wow. All I can say yeah. is it might be better than being at home. Have you seen the stalls over at WEC? Uh, yeah. They put those rubber mats down. I never saw so many horses lay down. I know. I know. I was going to say there's no sleep deprivation yeah, if no, you're staying at World Equestrian yeah, Center. Right. You won't see any right. deprivation. Yeah, you're pretty right. comfy there, right? For sure. So you haven't seen yeah. a lot of it, but... Um, not, not, no, really? not, that, not that I'm aware of, no. Uh -uh. Yeah. Uh -uh. One thing that is kind of interesting is they, since they've had more, and you might see this more at WEC because they have, all the stalls are under surveillance all night long. Cameras. Um, <laughs> so just don't pee in the stall there. While you're there. You <laughs> don't pee in the stall. Do just not be in the stall at WEC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, uh, not that that happens. Not that happens. There, there, no. there is a there is a uh, horses evidently have like night terrors. Some of them, so that would be kind of interesting. And, and it's become more prominent since people have you know cameras on their stalls and they're able to watch their activity of their horse at night. They've seen night um, different 
kinds of behavior. Really? <laughs> I guess to seeing like ghosts or something. Yeah, or dreams, bad dreams. I don't know. <laughs> no, really. I don't know. But yeah. I don't that, know. That's big, interesting. Big lunge, big lunge whips coming after them. I don't know what it is. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, lions, yeah, maybe lions. lions. You never know. Yeah, maybe you know. lions, you, exactly. You, yeah. you made me think about my my old dog. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I mean, I, I the dog is having night terrors. I'm I am oh. so sure of it. I have to wake her up because she's clearly <laughs> afraid something is chasing her. Yeah. She's in a bad place. Yeah, and she's not, place. and she's not real fast, bless her. So you know, she's it's, really working. <laughs> She's really worried. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, so um, so great, great comments on that. Thank you, yeah. Dr. K. That was something that was really interesting. Yeah, to, and I would imagine it would be very hard to diagnose. And then I don't know what oh, you would yeah. do about treating that. Yeah, that that's would... a, yeah, that's a good question. Like certainly, if it's some of those things like Lyme disease or other pain management things, we can do. But you know, you'll 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 veterinarians, referral facilities, yeah, they're kind of at a loss as far as that goes because there's just not a lot of info and how to deal with it. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it can yeah. be very difficult to Well, I to, have the next. Sure. I have the next two topics for you for the next two weeks. Oh, so, and the, and the one for next week you might have to do a little studying on. And that's okay. cloning horses. We want to hear your opinion. Cloning. Yes, cloning. Okay, And then the I week have so many questions. Lyme's disease. And then before we get into trouble, because Gigi said one minute, wrap it up. So we got to go. Dr. Kayot, thank you. From Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Next week, You're cloning with Dr. Right. Kayot. Stay <laughs> with us. We'll be right back. Thank you. You right. too. He's so good. We'll be back. <laughs> we will be this show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida all horses need a solid immune system excellent joint support a healthy gut and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval so like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden Inn, downtown Louisville. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family-owned since 1934. Manufacturing fixed-formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Oh, Lord. 
Back on the third segment of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio at the CEP Downtown Equine Studios in the horse capital of the world with Jody Everton, my co-host from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program. And joining us, we have a special guest we haven't had on the show before, Caroline Best from Dow Horsemanship. We learned something new today. I know. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, we learned that T-A-O is pronounced like a D. Dow Horsemanship. So, Caroline, let's start out by, tell us a little bit about how you first got involved with horses, how old you were, and, and kind of what got you started. Was it family? Was it? Yes. Yes. Family. It usually oh, is, oh isn't gosh, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad... <laughs> sure. um, Long story, but the love of animals is on both sides of the family, but my father was quite the equestrian, and his cousin used to do the show jumpers at the Washingtonian. My family's from Baltimore, Maryland. Excuse me. So we grew up um, with tons of animals and horses, and then I got back into horses later in life after I had a whole other career. In my mid-30s, I got burnt out in D.C. with a marketing company that I started in graphic design and web development, but always had horses and loved horses. And then, so, and I've been a practicing Taoist my whole life. Really? Mm-hmm. So, kind of from the rat race and the crazy world of, of probably running yourself in circles, wishing <laughs> you had a clone, um, you, you kind of brought it home to start this business. And how long ago was that? Um, 2008, official. Mm-hmm. And that started right here in Dunellen, no, right? No, 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 sorry, started in Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, in Maryland, and then I, uh, yeah, so I had this whole, created my own approach and methodology by 2008, got incorporated, and then I auditioned to start to become a clinician because I was brand new. Nobody knew what mm-hmm. I could do or who I was. Mm-hmm. So I was used to networking, being in the big city, and I'm like, okay, what's a better way to get out in front of people? So let's see what I got. So I started that journey in 2009 and then moved to Florida in 2011 so I've been here the whole time and so you're out in the Dunellen area Mm -hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about some of the things that you learned growing up that made you kind of want to have a program like this like what kind of things did you see or not see maybe that made you inspired you (laughs) because that's usually where that comes That's from. <laughs> absolutely. And, and I have to try and narrow it down. So I also was showing when I was young and I hated it. And that's just me Most personally. people, honestly, yeah. I think other than like afterwards and they, that was good and everything mm-hmm. went okay. But I think the, the stress of showing, it has its moments, doesn't it? It certainly ups has and downs, ups right? and downs for sure. And it's certainly not for everybody. It, no. it wasn't for me. And mm-hmm. it was more about the horse than it was for me. And so I think around the age of nine, my dad got me my backyard horse, and everything changed. And then as I was uh, becoming a teenager, I started to acquire panic attacks, acute panic attacks that were totally debilitating. And I think I was around the age of 15 when I found my phenomenal therapist at the time, and she gave me a book on Eastern philosophy and meditation. And that just changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. So that was my introduction into Taoism. And then just being able to have this different way of um, experiencing and calming myself down and dealing with things has such a, an, a profound effect on my horse, my relationships, mm-hmm. everything. So it's just something that I continued to carry. And then when I got back into horses, I'm like, wow, you know. The difference. And, you yeah. know, I, when, you, when you talk about that, I think about my daughter um, who's now... Uh, 21 but she was a rider and 
rode a lot. She still does, but mostly just for fun now rather than competing. But she competed. She rode at hits. And, mm. you know, she, she was a really, really, always a really good rider. They always gave her the naughty ponies because she yes. could handle a naughty pony. really happens to the good riders. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. scared of anything. Um, but, you know, I saw her anxiety kick in a few minutes before she would go in the show ring. And it, I, I hated to see it because I wanted her to enjoy it. And there was no stress from me on winning or anything. I was yes. just happy to see yes. her go in and do well and be happy and the horse be happy. But she had this, you know, anxiety. And you immediately could see that in the horse because you always mm -hmm. transfer it to the horse. When you're mm -hmm. nervous, the horse knows you're nervous, yeah. you know. It's like you're, you're riding a young horse on the trail and you see a trash can coming up on the right-hand side. <laughs> if you pretend the trash can's not there, the horse doesn't care about the trash can. But if you go... <gasps> He's yeah. going to look at that trash can. Yeah, He's not yeah. going to like that trash can. And then guess what he does? Yeah. He doesn't like the trash can, you know, So or the rubbish bin, I should say, properly. Yes. Um, but bin. So it does definitely, whatever you feel, if you have a lack of calm, the horse immediately picks that up from you. I mean, Absolutely. it's just so, and that can be on the ground or on mm -hmm. yes. mounted. So, yes. so certainly. But talk to us a little bit about the training program and kind of some of the steps that you would go through. Um, and how that you would see that help people and their horse. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, so one of the first things I started to focus on when I got back into horses, well, there were two areas specifically. It was rehabilitation and foundation. So um, I acquired a couple of horses. Um, we were always adopting animals and everything. Everybody was dropping them off at my parents' farm. Mm -hmm. so, um, so rehabilitation, and then how do you bring a horse back into a really strong riding foundation. Like, like I love to do bitless, I love to go bridleless, I like to, I'm totally into learning how to teach, well I teach bareback riding with a professional bareback pad, your centered seat, all the way up through the levels from reining to cowmanship. I've sorted cows this way, I've done second, third level dressage, light hunter courses. I enjoy a hunter pace, I really do, I love that. Um, Trail riding, you name it. So how do you get that mindset in the horse where they trust you and, and you've got this phenomenal partnership, but most of the horses I've ever dealt with have been so damaged. I mean, there's some trauma on some level, just yes. like there is for all of us. There's right. some trauma somewhere along the way. And that is a huge hiccup for most people. So that's where the foundation system came in for me. I'm like, wow, you know, no matter what I learned from this person or that person back when I was developing my method, I'm like, it, it's still, there's too many holes because you're dealing with a particular learned experience and a coping mechanism in the horse and they're not, they're just not present. They're not open to learning. So you just can't put them through the same techniques mm -hmm. and think, oh, well, this horse is going to learn it just like the next horse. So it's like, how do we unravel this process of rehabilitation and then give them a brand new foundation? It's like rebuilding, totally rebuilding. So Can I interrupt you for yes, a second? Yes, absolutely. So that, to me, most of the horses I've seen that have had a problem was not a, necessarily a problem they were born with. It was a person like, problem. My little catchy yes thing at the no. beginning was, yeah. uh, my problem is not with horses. <laughs> Do you come across a lot of learned behaviors from people, or do you come across some a mixture? It's a mixture. I mean, I've worked with thousands of horses and students in my career, getting back into horses, and it literally, I mean, I just adopted this beautiful, we both adopted these, well, we bought these beautiful, um, they are born at my farm. The owner is wonderful, so it's not the person, but they both had really strung out, anxious mothers. Horse mothers. Right. And so the babies both adopted all these learned behaviors like cribbing and anxiety mom. and diarrhea and pacing and buddy sour. 
And it's like, here now we both have these babies, and, and we've got to turn this around. Mm -hmm. So you've got to throw them in with the, an older group of horses that are going to be great at mentoring, been there, done that, they're calm, they've got great energy. Mm -hmm. And then the whole rehabil rehabilitation process has to deal with the nervous system. So I've written articles on the hippocampus area. It's like the, the vagus nerve, the nervous system. There's a whole way of, of getting them to switch. You know, it's like brain oh, games. interesting. Mm. It's huge. I mean, that's the science behind the work. You know, the, the Taoist approach is, is you being in control of you, the human and your energy and what you bring, your presence. That's important. We know how much we can affect mm -hmm. and influence our horses, good, bad, and the ugly. But what do, you, what do you do with a horse that you haven't done anything to? Right. And how do you get them thinking again and learning again and maximizing their potential? We're going to come back to that yes. thought. Okay. And actually, we'll start the second half <laughs> of the show with that thought. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Back on the second half of the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton. We're in the CEP studios in downtown Ocala, the horse capital of the world. If you see that anywhere else, tear it up. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my co-host, Jody Everton, from Chestnut Hill Arabians in the Ocala Stirrups program. She does some incredible riding lessons. She was doing some today. Yes. She's always hard at work. <laughs> some great new students, which yep. I'm very excited about. We're going to yep. share a little bit with you next week um, of that, some, uh, some video and photos of some of what goes on at the Ocala Stirrups program. Uh, and if your kids would like to start riding lessons, you can't find nicer ponies, uh, horses, I should say. Thank you. Uh, very kind, very sweet, very chatty horses that uh, love people. You can have a real experience at Chestnut Hills. I know I've been there yeah. quite a few times. Also in the studio, I have Caroline Best, and she is from Dow Horsemanship. I've learned how to pronounce <laughs> that word. They say you learn something new every day. 
So we were talking a little bit, Caroline, um, thank you so much for being with us, about a couple of baby horses that came in. Their mothers were um, uh, uh, kind of antsy, cribbing. Stressed out. Stressed out. Mm -hmm. uh, and actually, it makes me think of a thoroughbred my mum had that used to just walk and walk the yes. stall. She hate, she would just walk mm -hmm. the stall and walk. And her, it took a little bit, and I had to work with the babies quite a lot, but the babies tried to pick up on some mm -hmm. of that anxiety. Now, fortunately, I did a lot of hands-on with them very early, so they were okay, but I imagine yes. In a situation where maybe a lot of horses are all born at the same time, a lot of foals are there, and perhaps there's a group situation, they don't get that opportunity to have that one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. So then perhaps you get a young horse that mm -hmm. is very anxious. Uh, what are the first things that you do with, with a young one that's clearly picked up some mm -hmm. not some very bad, good habits? Yeah, yes. bad behaviors. A lot of things. There's not just one thing. I'm going to put it in an environment where it has like step parents and older horses. You know, they can help mentor it and give it a really good, I call it juju, real good energy. And then I'm going to start imprinting it. I don't care what age it is. I'm going to start working with it, handling it, making it the best, the deepest connection I possibly can. Um, and it's important because I don't want the horse is going to be with the other horses more than it's going to be with me, obviously. But it needs to make that really positive association because with I'm going to people. start working with it. Right. And I need to get to that nervous system. I mean, our I couldn't... Yours came cribbing, Sabrina's horse, but mine was near cribbing. And I'm like, I've got to interrupt. I mean, food aggression, kicking, split my really? one mare's forehead because she came in behind him. And he's a weanling. I mean just horrible horrible it's so sad to, to know, see the it? amount of stress and the mom was not a good mother in in any way so we didn't have any bonding either and that's one of the mm. most crucial things for all of us humans and horses is that that intimate connection right. you don't have if you're not socialized it can destroy you i mean i got him just in time just in time so i put him in with my foster horse he's no longer alive oh um, he passed away um six months my smoky what, a, the, what an amazing horse. So Smokey I lost had, mine this yeah. year, too. Oh, my gosh. June yeah. the 3rd. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. He'd been with me for 29 years. Yeah. Mm, I long have. time. Yeah, that is a long time. <laughs> but any, I'm sorry. It's hard. Yes, me too. It's a tough time. He's gorgeous, too. <laughs> yeah. He was new. He was one of my, my worst cases of rehabilitation. And that's a whole nother, like, talk about intelligence. I think he had spectrum disorder. Like, I think he, for horses, was on the bridge of, of, you know, you have autism, Asperger's, and spectrum. I've never met a horse so intelligent and so messed up. Like, I knew his history. He would watch you clip my donkey or my dog, come out at Liberty, he's one of my Liberty horses, come out of the stall and open up the clipper box, open up the snaps. He took gates off all the time with my other horses still alive. Oh my gosh. But no, he would, he wanted you to clip them. And then he'd stand at liberty patiently while you finished with whoever you were clipping. For him to be next? To be next. That's cute. Wow. He's, he'd watch ants. I mean, the horse... He was processing. He, yeah, yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> but that, So I put him in with Smokey. There he is again. And... Um, Oh, yeah, lucky. it that was the beginning of helping Blue, my young horse. And then I needed to start doing some really light, easy work for such a young thing. He needed to learn how to, what's Dowsing? He needed to learn how to get quiet and still mm -hmm. within himself. Quiet his mind, mouth will get quiet, feet will mm -hmm. get quiet. So it was a lot of quiet, and if he needed to go, it, I was structuring and, and um, directing the energy. 
It wasn't like so many people traditionally say, oh, throw him in the round pen and run him, and that's what she had done. So as soon as this association with the round pen was, oh, let's just go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want you to go. I want you to be quiet. Get quiet. Learn how, to, learn how to produce that endorphin, which is part of that the nervous system release that's so important. So the first thing that you're going to do with the young horse is, and how do you get him to just be quiet? It's everything. You need the whole environment. A lot of people don't have that access. You don't have the training skills, and that's what I teach in, in one of my big foundational um, programs, online programs. You have to have the skills. Now, what do I need to do next for this horse? You have to have the environment. All the horses are quiet. You have harmony. You have big herds. You have different herds. Everybody gets al- along. It's so important, you know, to teaching him how, how to be and where to figure out how he's going to fit in. That makes so much sense to me. Yeah. I remember years ago when I was pet sitting for some people who had some Peruvian pasos mm. and the, one of the mares was pregnant and they were out of state and she was going to have the foal oh and no one had ever touched her. Really? Yes. And I was like, I'm going to be foaling this horse oh. and I couldn't even be okay. as far away as I am from, from you without her fleeing. So I was, I, you know what I did? I fed her every day and every day I sat by the feed bucket. Yeah. And for the first few days, she wouldn't go near the feed. I still sat there. Yeah. And I sat there until finally she Perfect. came and ate. And she ate. I didn't do anything. I just sat there while yeah. she ate. A few days went by of that. And eventually I put my hands in the feed bucket through the fence. And I just sat there. And I did nothing until she came and ate. And the first few times she'd grab at it and go backwards, <laughs> yep. and then she'd, and yep. then little by little, then one day she licked my hands. Okay. So we were about a week beautiful. and a half in mm-hmm. to this, and I sent them a, a photo of me scratching her neck and a video of me. <laughs> they were like, there's no way. I said, uh, yeah, there is. And then when the foal was born, I was in the stall and with her and scratching her mm-hmm. and the foal and I was sending them videos and they were going. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, it, was, that's a lot it of trust. took me to sit and be quiet yep. and do mm-hmm. nothing yep. and just let her know. It's yes. okay. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And eventually you're going to see, I'm not going to do anything. Right. But right. she had been chased. You could tell. She had just been chased around the field. She had been mm-hmm. chased. And I don't necessarily think it was these people. I think it was their trainers that had... That was how they trained mm-hmm. them, you know, mm-hmm. and yep. she, that's all she knew is fear. So it just took me, I don't know, probably all together a week and a half that's of beautiful. just sitting with her, you know. Yeah, and that's tough because you can't trust a horse that's been trained no. with fear because no. they're always looking for that out. Yeah, when they yeah. have exactly. the opportunity for the out, they're going to take it. They're going to flee. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yep. It's so true. That's yeah. a, and you want to be able to trust the them. That's a real, a real process. Yeah, I mean, it for is. sure. And it, it takes a lot of patience mm-hmm. and a lot of calm. And, you know, we're talking about energy. It takes a lot of really good positive energy because they sense anything. Yeah, you're coming from the right place, and they know that. They know that. Yeah. They do, and then once they have that trust with Mm -hmm. you, they'll do anything for you. Yes, especially if they've had prior anxiety, Mm -hmm. and you offer that place of place of like peace for them, where they can just come quietly. And I see it with your horses at Chestnut Hill all, all the time. 
Oh my goodness, there's no way we're at a minute already? Yep. Some good conversation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Caroline, will you tell us what your website is and how people can find you? Yes, www.daoofhorsemanship, T-A-O of horsemanship.com. Thank you so Check much. Check it out. And please stay with us through the end of the show if you'd like. We'd love to have you here with us. Uh, we'll be fun. back, yes, in just a few minutes. Stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay. And also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best. But we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to The Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor. Mm -hmm. We're going to take you to an epic experience that I had at the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. Here's some cold water spa for you. Enjoy. So um, we've had a treadmill experience, and now it's time for the spa. It's nothing like uh, uh, coming to this spa, a little bit of laser, a little bit of treadmill, a little bit of equine spa. Take it away, Dr. Roland. Tell us about this experience. Luisa, the salt water spa is exactly what it sounds like, right? It's salt water at temperatures of about 39, 40 degrees. They are, it's like going to the ocean in, in the north or in New, in New Jersey. <laughs> going to the ocean in New Jersey with a swollen ankle and getting in, just leaving it, let it be and let the ocean do the work is an amazing therapy. So let's say a horse has cellulitis or an, a wound that needs to clean up, really bad wound, a swollen leg, swollen tendon, swollen joint. We put them in the salt water spa. We can do it two, three times a day, one time a day, and the horses just feel better right away. Just like you're gonna feel better after this. You got me at cellulite, but now I think you said cellulitis. <laughs> The disease, cellulitis, the disease. There was me thinking you were getting rid of my cellulite today, Dr. Alain. That would be a great blooper. You're so funny. I know I am. Okay, so I'm about to freeze. Um, all for the love of the show, you know, and for epic, of course. So um, I'm the horse. I go in this end. You're going to go in. Okay. And um, am I, if I, as a horse, am I going to have any issue with going in here? Probably not. Probably Just like not. going in a horse trailer, right? Exactly like okay. going in a horse trailer. So in I go. Yes. What we do is we're going to get you, get you close right here. 
Are you going to pet me? <laughs> Have you ever put a person in this before? <laughs> I'm your first. <laughs> I'm in the um, the salt water. You're in the salt water, right? Spa. So very therapeutic, right? Very good for um, cellulitis, not for cellulite. Not cellulite. No. no. Okay. Darn it. <laughs> I'd stay here all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so interestingly enough, most people probably already know that if you have a cut or something or a boo boo, um, and you go to the ocean and you spend enough time putting it in the ocean, um, you're going to see vast improvement. Cool. I'm having a flashback of <laughs> swimming in England. <laughs> this feels like our pool did when I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah. So how far up? I'm so we, we <laughs> are you go, going? <laughs> we, <laughs> we go as far as we need to. So if we're rehabbing your knee, we go up to your knee. If we're rehabbing the feet, we go up to your feet. And we go we're rehabbing my feet, Dr. Rulani. <laughs> <laughs> what a chicken! Apparently, I've acclimatized. <laughs> so then we can turn the air bubbles on. Oh yes. To get some water circulation going. <laughs> now you really feel like you're in the spa. I do. <laughs> wow. Now, do any horses get alarmed by this? At the beginning, a little bit, but we obviously don't start them this high right away. You're giving me the full treatment. I'm giving you full treatment right away. They start very slowly and they start building up, building up until they are perfectly okay with it. Horses love this therapy. Really? They, they just like They me. just enjoy this. They, they enjoy the spa, they enjoy the water. Horses love the water therapy. It's very pleasant, actually. Yeah. It's a little bit like a, a, a cold salt water jacuzzi. Yes, that's exactly right. Very pleasant. Now, what's the highest height on a horse this would come to? We go right until below the belly. We don't typically go more than the belly. Okay. So all like lower leg? Lower leg, yes. All lower leg and... Up to elbow. Up to And what sort of results do you see from these treatments? And, and is it mostly um, like skin type things you're addressing? Or is it more um, like ligaments, tendons, things like that? Or both? Yeah, good question. So any injury has several stages. Acute stage, chronic stage, and I'm gonna bore you with the details. What you everybody should know is that an injury, have you heard of people saying it's cooled down that injury? Yes. They wanna cool it down. They wanna get that inflamed stage down quick so the horse can start all the rehab session. So that's kind of the results we get from we get the inflammatory phase to speed up. 
situation is good, don't get me wrong. We just, sometimes it gets a little bit hard to control. And you know what's interesting? Um, I'm finding that as I'm standing here, the coolness, just like you do when you get in a cold pool or anything, is becoming like not a really big issue. Yep, no, you get used to it very well. Now there's another trivia. Horses don't have muscles in the lower leg. They only have tendons, ligaments, bones, joints, etc. When you hear of people um, getting frostbites and all that, this because their muscles freezes first. So there are some researchers who have done who have put horses on ice, pure ice, for 24 hours of a day and have caused no problem, but as a matter of fact, have improved or decreased the laminitis from getting worse. So this was done many years ago in Australia, and now we know that you can put a horse here for the whole day and he will get used to it very nicely. Wow, good piece of information. Very pleasant experience, I must say. Very good. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. I'm a happy mare. <laughs> well, let's finish the treatment yeah. and get you out Perfect. to your new life. You'll never be the same. I won't. I'll be here every Saturday. <laughs> so then is there a similar process then? You're draining? Yes. Wow. Get the water out. So you create this mixture of salt water? We put the salt. You do. And how many like parts of salt to a gallon is it, do you know? We have parts per salt per gallon. Yeah. That's a great question. It is, isn't it? We have a little formula that comes with the with the machine. With the machine. So we put about a hundred pounds of salt in the machine. Wow. Mm -hmm. Any special salt, just salt? We use, yes, there's, there's two salts that we can use, but Epsom salt is perfectly good. Oh, I was going to say, Epsom salts Epsom is the salt. most healing, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So now, so we are a very, how do I call it, very good users of Epsom salt. Yes, I'm sure Canada. you are. It's probably a company that you should buy shares in. <laughs> we get it from the north and we get it in big palettes. Ah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, so you're actually getting the therapy then from the Epsom salts and from the right. cold water. Mm -hmm. So it's actually com sort of combining really two therapies. So healing for feet, uh, for foot hoof issues, your Epsom salts, you can't get any better than that. So, wow. So horses with hoof issues, yes. absolutely. Yes. Wow. My um, hoofs are feeling pretty good. Feeling great? Yeah. I've got, I've got happy hooves right now. <laughs> Brilliant. I know. I think I deserve a pat. I, would have not been able to I need a job. pat. Yeah. Good job. And maybe Great. maybe a carrot. Great. Oh, yes, <laughs> a carrot. Oh, I failed. No, I don't have any carrots. Or a cookie. <laughs> Well done. That was great. Thank you. Thank, Thank, you. So Thank you, Jessica. Well done. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, 
and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, magna wave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the final segment of the Horse Talk Show for this week, presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. In the studio with me, my co-host Jodie Everton from Chestnut Hill Arabians and the Ocala Stirrups Program. And Caroline Best, I absolutely love that name. From it's good name. Horsemanship, it's fantastic. Isn't that it wonderful? Is. It's a wonderful name. It's like being the best. Yeah. <laughs> Super. I'm going to show you a little clip. We were actually just talking in the break about my Mustang rescue, Flynn, who mm. is such a cool horse. And you've got to see this video. Uh, it is, it's just too cute for words. Uh, I'm going to try and pop it up. Uh, it's actually my rescue dog with my rescue horse, which is kind of interesting because my rescue dog loves my rescue horse. Oh, that's and, cute. And uh, I know he came from the Humane Society uh, last year. Eddie Leedy at the, at the Humane Society actually picked him for me. Okay. Uh, he was one of 14 in a litter that was unwanted. Um, and his name, he, he was already named Aslan when we got him. Oh, here and go. here he is. And he's, he's such a cool little guy. Um, if you're listening on the radio, then you've got to um, you've got to go to Facebook or Equus TV. Oh, they got little rascals with the. Oh yeah, it totally <laughs> is. And and this is my um, this is my rescue Mustang Flynn, who is so <laughs> very very cool and calm and yeah. and collected and and nothing really really phases him at all. Yeah, the dog but, seems far more oh, excited than yeah. Mustang. Aslan Aww. is absolutely determined to kiss him. And um, as oh, you can see, it. the gate there is not even done up. So Flynn's like really calm. He's like, whatever, yeah, let oh, me. Oh, yeah, look. Oh, oh look, how about some kisses? Can we kiss? Because really, I like you. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I know, isn't it? And oh, it's just so easy for him to just move his face away from yeah. the dog, yes. and he's so choosing not so he to. He yeah. is such a sweet horse, oh, honestly. That is he's sweet. Oh he, you can do anything with him. A, a friend of mine was actually over at my house with his son, who was home on leave from the military, and they went over. and He said, "Does do you mind if I take my son over to see the horses?" And I said, "No, of course not." I said, "Why don't you just pop him up on Flynn?" And I was joking, you know, because I mean, he's not. He's, had, he's been had a couple people on him a couple of times, but he's not really been ridden. Right. The next thing I know, I get a photo of his son sitting on him bareback oh in the field. And Flynn's just eating. Oh, and I said, okay, amazing. that was good. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, he is a really cool horse. You that's love good. him. Yeah. He's got good energy. Wow. You want to talk about good energy. What this is, oh, oh, he's so mm. smart. He gets everything. He's, he's really cool. Uh, we're going to share another video with you mm -hmm. now. Uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, from actually from Chestnut Hill Arabians, yes. where I had my little crazy episode and then I went and relaxed. 
This is Nirvana. our third, third commercial. I know, in the and last I'm sending months. somebody yeah. else over for massage. Oh, okay, very to good. To massage you. Fantastic. <laughs> this is hysterical. Isn't it? Oh my gosh. I'm such a piece of this one. I, we laughed so hard. We were sitting just outside this, this camera shot. Like, yeah. I'm scrubbing the saddle. Oh, also, there's no whole lot. And spotless. Yeah, he did pretty and good. Tackling, yeah, he got a bunch of and our horses groom to perfection, but we don't often take care of ourselves. Take time away from the barn busyness and do something for you. Equestrians don't ever do as much for themselves as they do for their horses. Now's the time to become a better, brighter you, just like your horse. Style. Yeah. So this is probably the best one you have for Right, so tell me what kind of browns you usually like. Do you like them feathered in? Do you like them dark and filled in? Or what do you usually do on a regular basis? So um, something like what I had on when I arrived, mm -hmm. which is, you know, sort of feathery. Mm -hmm. I don't like them really heavy because I think it you know it pushes you down, makes you look more like you're frowning. Um, one of the things that's happened over the years is people have overwhacked. They look wonderful. I love them. <laughs> Book your appointment now at Nirvana Medical Spa Ocala and get the eyebrows you've always dreamed of. Well, I can't believe it, but we're almost at the end of the show. But, you know, I told you a story in the last segment last week that I'm actually not permitted to elaborate on any further because I signed something that I wouldn't. Um, I'm going to tell you if you don't believe in answered prayer. Can we tell the story? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't believe in answered prayer, I'm going to tell you that you should. God is good. But there is a man of the year. Can we share the photo? This is man of the year right here who spent the Aww. entire day in Longwood for me. 
on Monday. Yay. And um, thank you, Jack. You're an angel. Thank and you, Jack. I really appreciate you so much. You have no idea this guy. I'm going to have a, an award here next week that we can <laughs> maybe we can have him come in the studio and we can give it to him. I back. think so. Um, but yes, he he has been incredible and and such a godsend. And that situation that I'm not allowed to talk about that I shared with you last week has been resolved. So good. Um, that nightmare is over. Good. And yeah. So uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, you listen. <laughs> I want to mention again. Um, yeah, I can't say anything. I hate that. But anyway, it is what as it is. As long as it's better. It's all better. Good. Yes. Um, summit. Uh, don't forget, November 23rd. I cannot reiterate enough. Horse Farms Forever. Such an incredible organization in our community yeah. here in the horse capital. A great partner uh, with the chamber where we are. Sure. And this conversation's about conservation. I'm getting better at saying You that. are getting good at this. Tuesday, November 23rd, and that is at 11 a.m., uh, and that is going to have a couple of really, really good speakers. It's going to be at Ocala Breeder Sales. You're going to be able to hear about what some of the plans are, some of the visions and missions to preserve the farmland here, to maintain our culture that's so important. Um, and, and, you know, it's not that we don't want industry and we don't want growth and all those things are very important and jobs and, and all of that. But balancing those yeah. mm -hmm. things with our culture, the farmland, the horses and For all sure. of that is so important. Yeah. And I think in a community where that matters, um, we're the only community that we know of in the world that has an equine initiative at a chamber. So if that doesn't tell you something um, about what this community is focused on, they know the importance of an industry that um, was measured at $2.6 billion in 2020. 15 yeah. and that's six wow. years ago so who knows where we are now and yes that was billion with a b got to check out can't run over want to thank you guys so much both thank of you, you for being with us thank, thank caroline you. best jody everton thank you. uh whether you're in ocala marion county the horse capital of the world or not happy horsing around till the same time <laughs> next week Bye bye